Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Hypnotic Quixotic. We're in episode 12, and it is the end of November, and I'm joined by H&On again, and we're here to cover current events. And we decided that perhaps we should launch in with uh, China's visit to California. <clears throat> what do you have to say, H&On, about that? Well, I think the first thing is, boy, it took them only 72 hours to clean up the entire city of San Francisco for the president of China. They did it in 72 hours, which means that they could have been doing it years and years ago. And they are purposely trying to demoralize us and turn our country into a third world banana republic. It's so obvious. Um of course, they could have changed that years ago. Uh, we also had a fire in Los Angeles on the second busiest freeway, which shut it down for two weeks that they're blaming on a homeless encampment. Uh, we don't know if that's true or if it was just sabotage, but there's definitely in Los Angeles, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of tents all over the city. So that's definitely possible. So when you say if it was a setup, do you mean that perhaps they were burned on purpose to clean it up? Or what are you thinking? I think it's what they're doing with the train derailments and the food processing plants and um, the shootings. I think, you know, if it was sabotage, you know, they've just made people's lives really hard over the Thanksgiving holiday because that's the second biggest freeway. So now that freeway is shut down. So now there's really only one other freeway, which already is one of the worst in the world. So now you have the worst traffic probably in the country already with these two freeways. Now we only have one of them. Oh, so to inconvenience the masses and create chaos. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of the plan here as they're uh, being backed into a corner, you know, they're striking out and they're doing everything from, you know, paid agitators to, you know, blowing up bridges to derailing trains, um, doing anything I think that they can with their sleeper cells. Oh, speaking of blowing up trains, there was a derailment I saw in Atlanta, Georgia. Was that today? Yeah, and it was full of diesel fuel. Um, and we use diesel to transport our food. Yes, and they are trying to... Uh, make diesel so unaffordable and hard to get that it's going to hurt the trucking industry. And this is just another example of, I don't know how many gallons, but it was a really big train. And so there goes a lot of diesel. I didn't really see that on the news, but I don't watch the news. Was it, it must've been covered, right? I mean, I found it and I found local news. Uh, and I found the video from a local station in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and did it, um, have any, uh, effect on the external neighborhood or were people forced to evacuate or no? Yeah. So they had to evacuate like 2,500 people, uh, cause of the fumes and the fire from the area. And, um, 
that was the last I saw. And that was like three or four hours ago. Wow. There was also a massive, massive earthquake in the Philippines a few hours ago that is one of the biggest ones they've ever had. There's also been 3,500 earthquakes and I think 75 volcanic eruptions in the last 48 hours. That seems really excessive and unnatural. Precisely. So where were Iceland, right? Yes. How many were there? So 3,500 earthquakes in Iceland, which then blew up one of their main volcanoes. Then there's a volcano going off in Italy, uh, Java, Okinawa, Japan. I mean, the list goes on and on. And some of these are just going off under the ocean. And they're just spewing lava and smoke and debris up out of the ocean. So is it having an effect on ocean life? I would assume it is. And we don't even know if they're volcanoes. That's that's the thing. We don't really know. I mean, we know something's going on. We do know, We do know that there is a war going on underground between forces. There's a fighting going on. So how many of these earthquakes are bombs going off underground? Um, in this war, or how many of them are just legitimate earthquakes? Don't know. Or is it just Earth basically going through what we're all going through and mirroring our tumult? You know, the Earth is an organism. Mm. Right. When you say an underground war, what are you referring to? So they've built since post-World War II, they've (laughs) built, you know, basically an underground city um, around the entire world that's connected by trains. Um, that they can, you know, do their nefarious acts in. And that was also where they were going to hide when the nuclear war that Hillary was supposed to kick off in her late first term, if she had won, where they were all going to go hide. And they had built replicas of the White House. And they had, I think there's 85 different deep underground military bases, all connected by a railway underneath America. Um, there's, they're also in Australia and Europe and Israel. They're all over the world. That's weird. So it takes quote unquote money to construct such vast infrastructure underneath the ground. Where does that come from? So a lot of that money that has supposedly been going to NASA isn't actually going to NASA because we don't actually go anywhere, <laughs> um, including the moon. So black projects, I think they're funneling that money to everything, not up in the sky. I think they're funneling the money to what's going down below our feet. Let's also not forget that two days before 9-11, Donald Rumsfeld held a press conference where he announced to the world that the government had misplaced $6 trillion that they couldn't account for. And then 9-11 hit and nobody brought it up again. Oh, right. And let's just glean, even though you and I aren't completely aware of it, but there's a trend right now that a bunch of people are up in arms about young people um, being Osama bin Laden apologists. And I told you that I've been... (laughs) posting on these various libertarians and conservative pages who obviously in the past knew that 
9-11 is an inside job, quote unquote. And I'm saying, so now we're pretending that Osama bin Laden was the guy behind 9-11. It's like my favorite rebuttal. And I'm like, how, like, I'm thinking about the globalists planting this letter. And apparently it's been retracted because of all of the response that it's, you know, garnered. And I'm sort of gaslit myself by all these people who are commenting on it, who supposedly know that it was an inside job. And I don't know, maybe I'm focused on the wrong part of the story, but I can't focus on anything else because they're missing such a big piece of the story. And it's like, okay, so the last three years, you're saying, you know, jet fuel can't burn steel beams, but now all of a sudden, (laughs) you know what I mean? You're, you're mentioning this story when I don't even think the guy's dead personally myself. I really don't because he was buddies with George Bush. Right. I think what's happening right now is the psychological warfare has gone into fifth gear and (laughs) we're going to be seeing much more uh, things like this. Yeah. It's done for distraction. It's done for a lot of reasons. It was like when they pulled out that alien out of the mines in Peru last month or two months ago and it dominated the news and it kept Hunter Biden out of the news and this out of the news. And now we have this. So I don't really pay much attention to that kind of stuff to, um, to get distracted by it. Yeah. We got to keep our eye on the ball right now because we're heading into the fourth quarter of this war. Um, and we need to be really prepared for what's going to happen over the next 12 months. Yeah, unfortunately we do. And I'm doing my best to try to wake people up, but it's like everybody keeps forgetting the people that every war has been manufactured and everybody knows about what they're doing. Like it's all WEF or NWO installed leadership and they're in, they're in conversation with each other and they don't die, but all the constituents die <laughs> because it's just to build back better. And I, I saw on, is it Sarah Westall? Is that her name? Today she had the lead attorney who came out against COVID or initially, I forgot his name, Callahan maybe. And they were saying how they're just leveling Gaza for the oil and for a smart city. And that when they, when that stuff happened in Israel, there were seven hours of stand down. It sounds suspiciously like Lahana to me or Lahaina. Or like 9-11. I think that obviously yeah. it was a, it was an inside job. It's the same thing that um, <clears throat> they need an excuse to wipe out Gaza for the public. So they created let this 
attack happen, the same way we let Pearl Harbor happen to get into World War II, and the same way we let and orchestrated 9-11 happen to get us into the war in the Middle East. And so, yeah, they want to wipe out. They want to get those people out of Gaza. They want to build a canal like a... Like a um, like the Suez Canal. Yeah, yes, uh, as a competitor to that. And there's some really, really vast oil deposits under there, apparently, that um, Israel wants, the deep state wants. And so, yeah, I think they, they've manufactured this situation. Uh, I'm not so sure the public is falling for it the way that they fell for 9-11 because, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, sentiment against what Israel's doing right now from all over the world and including a lot of Jews. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I don't think they're going to be able to do what they plan to do, which is exactly what you said, clear the area out, kill the people, drive them South and then build the canal and drill for the oil. I don't but think don't, they're going to be able to do it. But there's like a there's tunnels under Gaza. Don't you think that a lot of Gazans are under there when they're leveling it and that they're able to get out? I can't. Are they really genociding all those people? I think the tunnels are reserved for Hamas and those people. I don't think the average person who just lives in an apartment <clears throat> and has a job at the grocery store has access to the underground worlds. Uh, I think that's all for the bad guys. And I always feel like every terrorist group has been created and funded by governments to for a means to an end. Oh, I mean, there's a reason why Obama gave $4 billion to Iran, and there's a reason that Mark Milley left $30 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan, and why we were giving all that aid to Ukraine, which they were then sending a lot of that aid to Hamas and Hezbollah and funding them, because if you don't have these opposition for, uh, you know, teams, so to speak, then you can't start your wars and get your agenda going. You have to have them doing something. If you have a bunch of peaceful people, you're not going to get you're not going to get the war you want. Yeah. So interesting. Let's go back to the natural gas under Gaza, because in Ukraine, um, they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Ukrainians did on uh, Russia. And Russia was the main supply of gas for Europe. Am I right? Yes. So now can Gaza supply to Europe? That's the plan. And that's why Putin will step in and why he stepped into Syria, because a lot of this pipeline and this canal needs to go through Syria. So the reason that he came to Assad's aid is not because he loves Assad, but because he doesn't want any competition for the oil um, going into Europe because he has, you know, like 92% of it right now. And that gives him a lot of power and leverage and money for his people and for, you know, his country. So he doesn't want this to happen. He does not want the, uh, canal built he does not want the gaza area you know completely leveled so they can drill for this oil so you know if worse comes to worse you know he you know he will step in like he did in syria if the if the israelis continued the genocide and it gets to the point where you know they're 
close to doing it, I don't think he's going to let it happen. So if his pipeline, the Nord Stream is blown up, does he have another avenue with which to, to deliver oil to Europe? Because I, I read a couple of months back that the UK in particular is expecting many people to freeze to death this year, which was so disturbing to me. He does, but that was the main one. So it's not like it's zero amount of oil, but it's definitely curtailed. Um, Germany's getting a lot less. England, you're right, is going to be getting a lot less. You know, it doesn't, it's not easy to fix a pipeline that's, you know, underwater, 2,000 feet underwater, you know. Which, you know, definitely gives him even more uh, incentive to not have this canal happen in Gaza. Yeah, and I was saying to a friend today how it's very easy to parse evil now because all you have to do is look at who the bad guys are publicly supporting Right. Uh, I think one of the best quotes, I think it was from Mark Twain. He said, sometimes you have to judge a man by his enemies. Yeah. Because when once I saw like I was confused because I saw a lot of, um, you know, Ben Shapiro types. And then he's conservative ink anyway. And he flipped out on Candace for saying that she's not picking a side and that's how I've maintained that position as well, because I hate to be made a fool out of at any moment in time. And, and it doesn't mean that I hate anyone. It actually means that I love people and that I don't want people to die period. And, um, so it was so confusing because so many people came out with the Clintons and the right and lead Democrats and Schumer and all these like terrible people. And I was like, wow, why, why are these conservatives agreeing with all these terrible establishment people who've been so terrible to America right now? Like, uniting for Israel, you know, when it's clear that the enemy of America is rooting for Israel and the enemy of America is the globalist establishment, right? Didn't you find that to be strange? Well, they have to, well, this is what I think is going to happen. I think the Israeli people, who were some of the most COVID, uh, they had very strict COVID lockdowns, very strict uh, vaccine policy. Um, their government. That's why, that's why they're going to get a 15 minute city. You think he's not going to do that? He's already done that shit. But I think what's going to wind up happening is the Israeli people are going to start waking up and realizing that these people who have been ruling over them are the real anti Semites who are claiming to be Jews and they don't have the best intentions for the Israeli people. And I think that as that spreads and as that awakening happens, you know, 
hopefully they'll take their country back from these people um, that have been lying to them and tricking them and putting them in harm's way, poisoning them. And they're going to realize, I mean, there was a huge march in New York City for Israelis or it was Jews against Israel. You know, Jews who are figuring it out that, look, you know, what these people are, you know, what not Netanyahu wants to do to Gaza is what Hitler wanted to do, you know, tried to do to the Jews. And they're looking at this situation and they're going, wait a second, this isn't right. And so that's starting to happen. And as more of them and more of them wake up, I don't know what the population of Israel is. Yeah, me neither. I don't know if it's like 8 million, 10 million, 2 million. I'm not really sure, but you know, they've had riots. They've been starting to demonstrate in the streets. So, you know, it's going to be up to the people to stop this war. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look up the demographics. Nine million. Nine million. And not everybody that lives in Israel is Jewish. There's Christians that live there. There's Muslims Arabs, that live there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it's... um. You know, we're starting to unravel who these people are, and a lot of the people that have been running the New World Order are what we call fake Jews. They hide behind, they're not really like Hebrew Jews from, you know, from the Middle East. Exactly. So, you know, and when the when the real Jews figure that out, (laughs) that these fake Jews have been, you know making their life really miserable, they're going to be really pissed. And that's going to be a really interesting dynamic to watch happen when the Jews turn on the fake Jews and realize what's been going on. Okay. So did you see today that Mike Rappaport is voting for Trump? No. Yeah. If it's, he's, he's so strange. He was like so rabid during COVID and like so brainwashed and such a, a voice of opposition of Trump. And today he said, if it's Trump versus Biden, he's going to vote for Trump because we need to fix this shit. But then he was like showing his ignorance, of course, and he was being totally crass. And he was like, I'm still going to call him P dick. I'm still going to call him pig dick. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, bro, did you not know that the dossier, the P P dossier has been, debunked like where have you been why are you still mentioning that it's so weird to me he's like an uh another weird version of like an alec baldwin or something he's really mk ultra i'd be really curious to see what his background is and who his parents were and where he grew up uh because that guy is out of his mind yeah he's unhinged he's like really like hyperbolic and he was hyperbolic during his announcement. He was cussing and kept mentioning Trump's dick like three times. And um, I was like, wow, bro, where you been? The, the whole world knows the dossier was fake. Like, why are you still talking about it? It's like, he's like, Sort of red pilled. I think like maybe his programming is breaking a little bit. 
You know, I think that there's a lot of situations. I just was reading the other day, I think it was Kat Von D that said that she was turning away from Satanism and being deprogrammed. And we're starting to just see these little trickles of, of, uh, things like this coming out where, you know, people are either they're deprogramming or their, their, their programming is breaking down or they're being rescued from their handlers, or it could be also, um, fake also. Uh, but it could be a lot of things. We're also seeing like all this stuff about puff daddy coming out. We all knew Diddy was a bad guy and now it's all starting to come out. And I think when, when, you know, the flood is about to happen. Like the drip, 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 flood, flood, flood. I feel like 2024 is going to be a flood of revelations about what's been going on in our world. Oh, like people that were supposedly revered are actually terrible people or. Yeah. And people who are going to try to turn their back on the cabal and get out and, you know, they, you know, they have Taylor Swift out there. Who's a definitely a demon brainwashing all these young girls and now they're just booked a uh cruise you can book a taylor swift cruise they announced today in 2024 where she plays every night on this cruise for i think eight days on this boat and so now all these girls want their parents you know to get them on this boat to go on this cruise um, Ew, they'll probably yeah. sink it she'll probably jump in a little boat and they'll probably sink it yeah I mean, she's definitely a major, major player in the cabal. And do you see that all these celebrities are coming out again like they did before? If Donald Trump wins, I'm leaving America. And now I just want to read this quote from Joe Manchin, who had moments of saliency last year, right? Um, sometimes he would go against his party, but obviously he's being paid handsomely. He said, I believe that Donald Trump being elected again would destroy democracy. <laughs> I hate that word. They always like gaslight with that word. As we know it, he's going to use the power of the office for revenge. How rich is that? Like they're not doing that constantly. <laughs> it's like such a joke. That's all they do. So don't you think it's like, how can people not see the the projection, the obvious projection? I think more and more people are seeing it. And I think that what they're trying to do is what they always do. They always try to seed our consciousness with what they want to happen. And they do it in increments over the years. And this is one of the things where now they're looking at the real polls and they're realizing that he's hundred percent going to win. They know that. So they're preparing, they're seeding people's consciousness. In fact, the new cover of the economist, um, which is a Rothschild published magazine out of London has Trump's face superimposed on the world. And it says, if Trump wins, the world will end. <laughs> it's just wow. incredible. They're, they're absolute. They know the court cases aren't going to work. His popularity is going up. They're really in some real trouble. I don't the know. whole world loves Trump. Are you serious? Yeah. So everybody wants him to win. It, you know, they're not going to be able to cheat the way they cheated last time. They're not going to be able to do the mail-in ballots the way they did it unless they concoct up another pandemic, which I don't think is going to work. 
they're in real trouble. And I've heard rumors around town that they're recruiting The Rock to run for president. Oh, my God. That is so awful. That they're so scared that they need to find someone who's so popular and has so many followers and everybody knows who they are that they can be a pivot point against Trump and try to do what Trump did. But they're going to either take either The Rock or George Clooney or somebody like that. Those people are idiots. They're nothing but actors. Trump is a business, is a businessman. He has business acumen. He knows how to make money. He knows how to wield and deal. These people are nothing but awful R-E-T-A-R-D-S. How are they going to govern? They don't know how the first thing about negotiating they don't have any skill, business skills. They're just like dancing bears. Well, I think that just shows you how scared the globalists are that they're even thinking about. I think that they're just looking, who else do they have? You know, they got to figure something out. They have 12 months. You don't think they're going to run Michelle Obama? You know, that could be one, but they're going to do something. It's not going to be Biden. I mean, there's just not going to be him. So they got to figure something out. So they and Gavin Newsom. So there are some people that they're floating around there that they, you know, are putting out in the consciousness. And I think they're probably waiting to see, like, which one resonates the most. Wow. Well, (laughs) the world will be really lame if we're running a Hollywood actor. But if you think about it, all our politicians are actors anyway. And look at Zelensky. He was a Dancing with the Stars soap opera star in Ukraine. Yeah, but also dancing like half nude and stuff all the time. And he became president. Well, they installed him because he would take orders. And I think that's why they're thinking that if they could get the rock in, that they could do the same thing. Jesus, this is really pathetic, right? Okay, so on to, have you seen Spain, how active they are in protesting? Yes. So can you shed some light on that? Well, Spain's about to tip over to become a total socialist Marxist country, and the people don't want that. And so they're out there um, doing the things that they need to do. And that's how we're going to, you know, ultimately it's going to, the people are going to have to demand the change um, and make it through the sheer energy and sheer numbers and the pressure that they'll be able to put on their governments um, to change. And, you know, I think that I think inflation I read was like 22 percent there. I mean, oh, my God, things aren't good there, you know, right now. So the people are not happy. And I think that the rest of Europe is hearing the rumblings about how cold this winter is going to be. And because they blew up that pipeline, you know, that's going to really affect people. Um, And when you have people freezing to death in the 21st century, that's that's pretty wicked. Yeah, I heard that people in Germany were going around cutting down trees. You know, Germany will be the first affected, probably. Um, And then the UK is definitely worried. And then you have the other countries, you know, that pipeline was, I think the number was, it was like delivering like 
close to half or maybe just a little less and then the other few pipelines he had so the that pipeline not working does put a dent in how much fuel is going into europe so that's going to be a big deal yeah it is but do you think that spain's fate is that like brazil because Brazil really showed up in numbers, millions of people against that election when they installed Lula. It, is the, are they against this leader? Is this leader in Spain newly placed or is it somebody that's been in office for a while and now because things are so bad, now they're protesting? Um, the person that's been in there um, has been doing a terrible job, just like Biden. And I think that person's been there for close to three years. Okay. And yeah, things have just gone downhill and downhill and downhill and downhill. And, you know, the people, in fact, I was just watching a video of a guy who lives in um, not Madrid. What's the other city? Barcelona. Um, that was talking about how much eggs were. And that people are having to cut eggs out of their diet because eggs are so expensive. And that also goes back to they've been killing all the chickens, you know. And so there's so much going on and so many things being like pointed From at us, us yeah. that um, it's just starting to kind of hit a tipping point. And I think 2024 is going to be when it hits its real tipping point because they have to make things as bad as they possibly can before Trump comes back in because they know when he comes back in that, you know, if he lives up to his word, he says he's going to deport, you know, 30 million people. He's going to clean up the cities. He's going to do all these things. He's going to get the law enforcement back, you know, with the power that they have to like, you know, actually like catch criminals <laughs> And, and so I think so that they're worried and do, you bail, know? and do bail. Yeah. And so what you have to realize about the deep state, the globalist is the people they're bringing into this country and Antifa and Black Lives Matter matter and these paid agitators are their foot soldiers. So they can't have their foot soldiers being put in jail or they're not going to have any soldiers on the street. So, you know, I'm really curious to see what these January 6 tapes that they released today reveal about how many FBI informants were in that audience, you know, guiding that, you know, debacle of nothingness, really. Um, but, you know, to be curious to see. Yeah, let's talk about that, because when um, these protesters for Palestine uh, approached, uh, is it the DNC headquarters or was it the Capitol or both? Both and the White House gate. So that is a true insurrection. They were very violent. I mean, I think they there were violent moments of January 6th, but I think that they were incited by people who were not Trump supporters. Yes. And they shot and killed that woman because they wanted to make it look like way more violent than it was. And um, because they needed to foster a narrative going forward that uh, conservatives are domestic terrorists. And now Owen Schroyer is in jail for January 6th. And 
I'm going to be honest with you. Mike Johnson is probably not a decent man. Okay. I know that people have a lot of hope for him, but you have to be realistic at this point that the globalists are not going to allow a complete contrarian in that position. And I do not believe that. I feel like it's red meat because everybody's so mad that he said that there isn't enough evidence to impeach Biden when really we're just going to get Kamala Harris anyway. So I mean, it's like six, one half dozen, the other in terms of if we impeach Biden and I understand that we should impeach Biden, but there are really a lot of bigger things that the GOP could be focusing on. And they all just voted to have cars have a kill switch, which is really detrimental to freedom. And then eight people just voted against what? I can't remember. They keep listing the eight people that, is it, oh, they voted against Mayorkas being fired. Eight GOP. So that should tell you something. Did Owen Schroyer have a court case? I don't believe so. I don't know, but I know that he wasn't even, I'm not sure if he was even there or even went into the Capitol. I think he just commented on it. And they put him in jail for that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but, um, and this, this footage, I feel just to circle back to that (laughs) to be Jen Pataki, um, I don't believe that they're going, they're going to release really deleterious footage. I just don't. I feel like it's just a little bit of red meat because everybody's so pissed off that he's not impeaching Biden and they're feeling betrayed. So they had to switch gears and do something to protect his image to build trust, to build public trust. What do you think about that? I'm not a big fan of his. I'm actually at the point now where I think every single person in the Senate and in the House are all puppets and all bad. Yeah. And it's going to take uh, an entire probably decade to get really good people in there to replenish our government. So... I have my doubts. I even think people like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and those people are all controlled as well. And, you know, our government just been populated. You can't become a senator or um, a member of the House without, you know, joining the gang. So, you know, you don't get into those positions um, just, you know, very easily. Yeah, it's all theater. Is that what you think? Yeah, I think it's all theater. And I think that, you know, I think what's happening right now is that we're going to have to probably take, you know, four to eight years to get real patriots to start to populate the government. And once the strings are cut, 
And until that happens, you know, I think we're not going to have a real government who's looking out for the people. Right. Um, what else should we bring up? Do you have anything on your mind? I think one of the things that I think is important is just that people understand that the showdown is here and we've known that. And a lot of people have known that, but I think what we're about to go through is going to really be hard for a lot of the populace when they see what's coming down the pike for 2024. Um, including what we talked about with, you know, and don't, and don't think that they're not trying to freeze out America either, you know, with the diesel, um, uh, crashes and with the food supply, um, they're already saying this is going to be the coldest winter on record. You know, I've been seeing that in the news. So it's going to be super snowy. I saw. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, um, whatever they have, left in their bag of tricks. I found a doctor right. who really takes the time. So Dana White seems to be doing a lot of press. I saw him on Theo Vaughn and also Tucker Carlson on Theo Vaughn. Those are two great interviews. Have you seen either one? No, I haven't. Oh, they're spectacular. Theo is a way of, well, you know, it's weird. Um, I think because Tucker Carlson's children love Theo, Tucker wanted to seem cool to his kids and Theo and he were talking about doing drugs and drinking and stuff because Theo's now sober and he was a cocaine addict and he's so transparent about his addiction and what is so he's so good natured Theo that people just love him. He's really a hilarious interviewer. He's very ADHD and he goes off on like mini tangents. He's, he's just so charming and funny. And he brought out in Tucker Carlson, like his kind of wild side and got him to reveal that, Tucker and his brother had to quit drinking that they were alcoholics and Tucker likes Russell brand because they're all sober. It's so funny. Like I always love Tucker and always believe that he had America's best interest at heart. And I just feel that way so much more now that he's free and he's showing so much more of his personality. And he was talking about how he hates being told what to do. So I don't think he's going to run for vice president with Trump because I can't imagine him in Washington. He's dyslexic. He's ADHD. He is completely like, he's a brilliant mind. He has to write out all his monologues and read them. He can't like go off the cuff because, you know, he has those frontal lobe challenges and he's really hilarious. I mean, his interview was like cringy and hilarious with Theo. <laughs> you have to watch it. It was okay. really great. Do you think that 
Well, you should watch it probably, and then we can reconvene on the next podcast. And you can tell me if you would actually, if you think that he would actually run for VP. I personally, knowing his personality now, there is no way in hell, unless they can tell everybody what to do. Like there's no way anybody's telling Tucker what to do, but in the vice president position, do you really do anything anyway? Or are you just a figurehead? Yeah, that's always been the question about what the vice president really does. And I think that each one's different. I think Dick Cheney had a very big role where I don't think someone like Steve Quayle, um, or sorry, Dan Quayle, had as big of a role um, as being vice president. Um, And I don't think Mike Pence had much of a role or power. But you feel like other vice presidents did? Well, I mean, I do feel like Dick Cheney had a lot of power within that presidency. I think that he was calling a lot of shots and he was a really seasoned veteran. He was also older than George Bush Jr. He was also good friends with his father. I think he had, you know he wielded a lot of power in that position. And I bet you he was directing George Bush. Yeah, exactly. He was like his handler. Yeah. And Dan Quayle, who was he with Carter? No, he was with um, Bush senior. Oh yeah. yeah. Why did I say Carter? <laughs> Cause he's a, he's a Republican. So know. yeah, I just think that, You know, I don't know who Trump's going to pick. It's very interesting because when I look around, uh, I don't think he's going to pick anybody that we see in the headlines right now. I think we're going to be surprised. That's my take. He's going to be a private sector guy. I think so. Or it's going to be something that's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a politician. I really don't because we have to start changing the way things are done and getting, you know, as we go into this new era. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that, I think, is going to be term limits in Congress, uh, you know, getting people um, to run for office the way our founding fathers planned it uh, for four years, eight years of then leaving, going back to the private sector and back and forth. They don't want career politicians. So, I think that he's going to be setting the tone and he's going to be picking somebody to get us used to um, this. So we won't have, so our grandchildren aren't going to have career politicians running the country. Well, that's very optimistic because I think Trump's going to do. I don't think they're going to let, they're not going to let this election happen. They don't want him because they don't want America to break free from the NWO. Yeah, that's going to be a war. That's why I said, you know, let's see who wins it. This 2024 is the war. And if Trump wins it, I think he'll pick someone like a Dana White or somebody like that. Um, And, you know, they're going to try to change the whole thing and pull it away from the globalist. You know, either the globalist win or the Patriots win. There's no like third option. Yeah, I think the whole world is really praying for Trump to win in America because if he wins here, then they feel like the whole world has a chance. 
you know, they have to deal with these voting machines and I have to just pray that they know how to do that. Um, you know, and that they are going to, we you know, need some hackers. Bringing- we need hackers that are hired on a voting day that have access or can watch the machines because that's because they're hacking them. So we need counter hackers. Yeah, that's exactly what we need. And maybe the space force can do that. You know, we'll have to see. Is Elon Musk have anything to do with the space force? Not officially, but, you know, he is the person, the front person who's sending up all the satellites. And so there is a theory that those satellites are being put up there to have a secondary um, uh, power over our electricity and the Internet and the voting machines. So maybe we're going to have some sort of hacker war and some sort of satellite Internet war between the patriots and the globalists to you know figure out the machines because when i look at the situation um he's winning by so much and if they don't have a pandemic and an excuse to have all these mail in ballots then they have to figure out another way to do it and i think that the only other way to do it is the machines can they flip enough votes in the machines to make up for 10 12 15 million votes because that's what he's up by. And so I think that that's, that's what both sides are strategizing right now is the good guys know the bad guys are going to cheat. The bad guys know that they can't win without cheating. So something's got to give. And, you know, we'll have to see how that works out. I have a sneaking suspicion that there's a group of people, I can't say who, that can counter hack or at least neutralize the cheating and we could possibly have a fair election. Yeah, but that's, that that's if we have an election, I think they want to create so much chaos that they have to declare martial law and then we surrender for our quote unquote safety. There's that possibility too. Certainly that's in the cards. That's what they're going to do. Because if people like Michael Rappaport are coming out for Trump, you know there's problems. Oh, they know there's big problems. They're looking at the real polls. They're studying the Schumann resonance. They're looking at all the factors right now. Their their AI is looking at all the posts. They're looking at the hashtags. They're looking at all of this avalanche of evidence that is showing that they're going to get crushed in 2024. They know that. Why did you say they're looking at the Schumann resonance? Because the Schumann resonance is just another thing that, you know, basically um, measures consciousness and energy on earth. I don't know exactly how it works in terms of the alchemy, but I do know that it is something that both sides look at, you know, what the war is for us. So, the one side wants to put us in 15 minute cities and dumb us down and destroy our godness and our consciousness and our spirituality. And the other side wants to set us free to become what we always should have been, which is, you know, free people that, you know, have a direct connection to God and, um, 
nature and the universe. So basically the war is for us. And so right now, I think that the bad guys are realizing that they're losing this war. There's too many people waking up on, you know, a daily basis like Rappaport, you know, um, even that even if they're not awake to everything, they're awake to enough stuff. So I'll be curious to see how many Jews actually vote in America for Trump this time around. Because I think by the time we get to the election, if there's an election, they're going to be so fed up with Biden and his policy on Gaza that there's going to be some Jews that are going to start to move over. Not the hardcore liberal coastal Jews, I don't think. But I think, you know, the more moderate ones um, are going to look at the situation and be like, you know what? He's saying that he can do peace. He did the Abraham Accords. Um, things aren't working right now. This isn't good. And, you know, I think the bad guys know that they can see what's going on. Isn't it crazy how in four years there were no wars and now we're, we have two, maybe three, cause some shit's going on in Syria now. Uh, and then something's about to probably happen in Taiwan. So there could be four. Can you imagine anybody what, you know, shilling? for this disgusting administration at this point. That's people why, like, like are said, they're casting their net wide. They're looking at people like the rock. They're looking at Michelle Obama. They're looking at Gavin Newsom. I mean, why would the governor of California be flown over to go meet with Xi Jinping two weeks ago? Governors and, don't governors uh, in America don't meet with the president of China. Yeah. And then why did he come here? Exactly. And so I think that G Gavin Newsom went there to get his blessing to run for president and get his backing. Yeah. And how about uh, Ray Dalio being there? Yeah. From Bridgewater. I was I, you know, have read a lot on him and how Bridgewater is, even though he's like officially retired, but they've been running money for China. Oh, yeah. For a long ass time. And you have to take a wicked weird test to work there. I remember I took a test to work there. And they're very specific about the type of person that can work there. And needless to say, I failed because I probably free think too much. They have a very specific culture in that joint Just i don't know much about that joint but i know it's bad news yeah i yeah. do yeah and they had like the honeywell ceo the amway why would the amway amway is like creepy right yeah very creepy do you know anything about that i just know it's creepy and I got to do some research, but mm -hmm. i know it's creepy and that's a good that's a good thing to talk about next time yeah, like yeah. all the people who were in attendance, kind of like shady, you know? So, so we're going to see a lot in 2024. We're going to see, I think it's going to be a year unlike any year this country has ever faced of just all the things we're going to see. Are you growing your own food yet? No, I am not. I don't have the ability to do that where I'm at, but that is something that is a plan of mine. And, you know, I think 
also, we have to also realize that 2024 is going to be a financial debacle as well. You know, the banks are failing, the debt's going up, treasury bonds are being sold. It's, you know, not the rosiest of picture right now. And so that's going to be another thing that, you know, and then you add inflation and gas prices on top of that. And now diesel prices are going up and the food uh, delivery services are going to be affected. You know, the whole dominoes are all set to fall, like in the movie V for Vendetta, when he pushes that one domino and it takes down all the other dominoes. That's what the bad guys have been preparing for for this very year right now about to happen. I know I was driving around Boca Raton tonight and I said to my neighbor, look at how beautiful it is here. All the Christmas lights are up and it's just palm trees and everything is so exquisitely like, you know, Epicurean and manicured and just so pristine. And I said, imagine the arrogance of these people just wanting to create an absolute like ghost town, chaotic, like there's so much beauty across America and they just want to burn it all down. And I said, imagine the arrogance of these people. That's like sociopathic. It took, it took eons to develop this country. And it's very hard for me to fathom their end goal. And I said, what, what will they do? Just install all kinds of surveillance technology here and not fuck it all up. You know? Well, you know what they're doing in London right now, right? No. So London, they're getting ready to turn sections of London into 15 minute cities. So they're getting people ready. So what they're doing is they're putting these um, cameras up that take a picture of your license plate right now and eventually when you're in this 15 minute city you're not going to be able to leave and so that's the thing is like they're going to tell you everything you need your food your water your car wash your bank whatever is within that 15 minute city and if you leave you get fined and the way that they will find you is when they try to get the cbdc through and you leave and they catch your license plate they can just take the money directly out of your account it's not like a ticket where they send you a ticket and you pay it or don't pay it. Like they'll just take it out. And so there's a group of people called the Blade Runners that have been going around at like four in the morning and tearing down these cameras and destroying them. And it's kind of epic. Yeah, I remember that. But is that still going on? It started a couple of months ago. And yeah, they, they've taken a lot of them down. They're still doing it, but they took a lot down a couple of months ago, but they're continuing to do it. And it's very interesting. One thing they've also done is now to even get into the city of London, I think it's £12.50, which is, I don't know what the exchange rate is, but it's like 15 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. in and out. So that's $30 a day. So if you're just a worker, right, and you're driving into the city, you're not a millionaire, and you're paying, you know, 60 bucks a day to get in and out of London. Um, so 60 times five is 300 bucks. You know, that's... 1200 a month. Yeah, that's some some money there. If you're just a normal worker working at a, you know... Uh, a department store or working at a shop or, you know, working at a pub. And so that means a lot of 
places are going to go out of business. It means that. And it's also going to mean that that's, they're trying to wean people off cars. They're trying to make it so expensive to have cars that, you know, there's no reason, you know, you'd be better off without one. And so they have done that. That's already taken effect. And that's just another, you know, if you study the movie Viva Vendetta, they had already created in the movie, which I think takes place right around now, the 15 minute cities. And if you remember the tickets that they would give out to the Natalie Portman character who played a hooker. And when she would go from one sector to the next sector for her clients, um, she would get a ticket or arrested. Yeah. So, you know, that movie was actually showing us what the 15 minute cities were going to be. Um, and that's why Chicago right now is basically setting up their own supermarkets through the government right now in these neighborhoods while they're letting these supermarkets like uh, Whole Foods and other ones go out of business through crime is they want to now control the markets and put them in the 15 minute cities. I know that doesn't it cost money to get into Midtown in Manhattan now or no? Don't know that. Yeah, I can't. I don't know either. I think it does. Or but, you know, there's not a lot of people that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to then be using their car because they're not going to want to spend $1,200 a month to go to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what happens when there isn't enough room on the trains, there isn't, and then they're going to say, see, we're overpopulated and we're not. Not even close. I know. It's also sinister. God. You know who you should watch who's really on the money lately? Jimmy Dore. He's okay. so good. He's so good. He's blowing the lid off of so many things. I would be really shocked going back to the machines because I think this is actually a really important topic. Those Dominion machines, I mean, just think about the name. What does the word Dominion mean? To lord over, to dominate. Mm -hmm. These machines have been constructed for one reason, to make sure the New World Order's uh, puppets stay in power and there's no real vote around the world. Mm -hmm. So if team Trump and team Patriots around the world do not have a strategy of dealing with that, I would be very surprised. I mean, they have to know that and they have to be doing something about it because if there is an election and it is stolen again, then, then that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's game over. I feel like if there's going to be problems if there's an election and if there isn't going to be an election, then we're going to be facing really tough and challenging times regardless. And I don't, I don't necessarily know that the banking system will go down. I mean, they're predicting for a pretty stellar 2024, but I mean, what do I know? It's just all good reports. Yeah. So I think that's what I would close with is I would just tell the audience to continue to post, continue to be active, 
continue to be aware. It's no time to get complacent. Um, have your head on a, on a, you know, swivel. Um, and you know, we still got to get out and vote. You know, that's the thing is like, I've had a lot of people around me say, what's the point in vote in voting if they're just going to steal it? Well, that's exactly what they want us to do. They want to demoralize us and make us give up. And I'm hoping that the people do the opposite. I'm hoping that the overwhelmingly amount of people out there who generally don't vote will go out and vote because things have gotten so bad that they're going to go vote. And hopefully, you know, it'll send a message and hopefully it won't be stolen. And we have to have faith that the people that are fighting for us, and I do believe that there are people fighting for us, um, can deal with those machines. I hope there are people fighting for us. So, you know, I'm thinking that Starlink is doing something that we don't quite know what it is. And I'm hoping it's a good thing <laughs> and not a bad thing. Come on. Elon is so establishment. It's not even funny. He has his hand in everything. That's what I mean. He has his he has hand, his hand in, everything. in everything that's technocratic, everything that's going to ruin society. He's so the biggest gaslighter be of them all. He's yeah, the biggest, there's... you know? I'd love for him to be on our side. I'd love for him to have a change of heart, but he's not going to. He is he's bought into it. But I would love it if he would because Trump and his team and they're like when they walked into the UFC last weekend, they were they were like so American and it just it felt so good and you know with Tucker and Kid Rock and you know when they made their entrance with Dana White it was just so powerful and I have to think that inside Elon Musk be envious of that sort of energy and that sort of excitement and that sort of masculinity one thing that struck me about that is Trump and those guys didn't look worried. They looked very happy and confident. Well, because those events are really fun. Theo Vaughn had uh, Dana White on, and I listened to that interview, and that was really good to get to know Dana White a little bit. He's a really good businessman, and he's not to be messed with, and he doesn't give a crap about anyone, what they think of him. And it's so refreshing to hear in times like these when everyone's being censored. It was so refreshingly um, rebellious. And he got Theo to get really super rebellious because <laughs> Theo mentioned that a sponsor dropped or demanded he take down the RFK Jr. Uh, interview that he did. And he couldn't remember who it was. And then his producer outed them as Peloton. And then Dana started to psych him out and start to shit talk Peloton and look up the CEO and they were making fun of him. And it was so funny, Rob. It was some of the funniest podcasting I'd ever heard because Theo was sort of like soft about it. 
And Dana was teaching him during the podcast to not give a crap, to know that you're your own boss and that you run the show. And if your sponsors don't think the way that you think, then you fire your sponsors and and Theo started to get pumped up. Then they started to like throw jokes around and, and I don't remember which one said what, but they were like, yeah, I bet he wears a helmet when he rides his bike. And they were like, fuck that. And then um, Dana, they were at Dana's studio um, work or whatever. And Dana said, take out all the Pelotons. He had his guy from his gym come in. He goes, I want them all taken out of my gym. And he goes, okay. And then Theo is so funny and odd and just fantastic. He goes, I bet, I bet the CEO of Peloton wears a helmet when he rides his wife. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> It was just like they were like traded, like roasting him so bad. It was excellent. You should definitely watch Theo. He's a he's an American treasure for sure. The Tucker interview and the Dana White interview. I will do that this weekend. And it's funny that you mentioned Dana White potentially running with Donald Trump. I never that never even crossed my mind. You know, Trump doesn't do things for no reasons. You know, um, there's a reason that he showed up at that thing with those guys. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting. Like I said, I, it's not just there. It's just every time I see him for a guy that's supposed to be, you know, going to jail and going broke and being belittled by everybody. He never looks like flustered to me. Um, yeah, he doesn't. So. And Dana, when he was on Theo, he goes, Theo goes, man, I I met Trump once and he was really nice. And Dana goes, I'm going to breakfast with him tomorrow on his jet. And he's like, no way, dude. What does Trump eat for breakfast? And he's like, I don't know yet. He goes, but I'll call you when it's over and tell you. And then he said that Theo could come to the next UFC. There's a lot of uh, public figures that go to those fights, you know. It's very, like, high profile because it's, like, cooler than the World Wrestling Federation or WWE, you know. It's far cooler than that. It's, like, way more edgy and it's, you know, Dana has built an empire. He owns, like, a lot of other companies, too. I'd vote for him. Yeah, he's like a no-nonsense business guy who's super successful and just doesn't give a crap at all. And he says it like a hundred times during the interview. We're like, I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't care what anybody thinks, and that's a beautiful thing. So on that note, we can close this episode. I want to thank you very much for joining me tonight. It's always hard to get together because of our time difference. But uh, let's, yeah, let's I look try forward to, to the it. next one. Yeah, let's try to do it in a couple of weeks. Perfect. Thank you. Okay.